I didn't I didn't know if you wanted to wear it or not because it's not. Are you really gonna wear that on our show? Oh my god, how embarrassing! Do you guys hear Amy? She is so rude. You're wearing your Halloween costume. Well, you know, we're double recording. What? Do you want me to do like a wardrobe change for this? Hold on, guys. I thought you were going to take off your headband. Let me go run home real quick. It's comfortable. Let me go run home real quick. Go put on a freaking ball gown and I'll be ready. Because Amy is requiring I've been throwing you so much lot. out of me. I've been throwing a lot of shade at you. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it right back though <laughs> like today when i was talking about alice and i glared at you like i didn't know <laughs> i got so scared I'm so- like my heart stopped for a second <laughs> <laughs> i was like don't say anything don't, don't i make am don't make so sorry like that's how i look at my family a lot well you oh i just called you family you just called me family Look at me gaslighting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Um, uh, do you want to read your story first? And I can read my neighborhood story first? Yeah. Um, guys, what am I trying to say? Mm. When does this come out? Next weekend? Yep. Okay. The 20th. Yep. All right. Listeners, especially local listeners in the North Pole, Fairbanks area, or just this area of Alaska, uh, what's with the neighbors will be uh, having a booth at the Boozar. I don't know what else. Is it just Boozar? I think so. Just Boozar at the Bentley Mall on October 29th and 30th. And From 10 to 7, isn't it? I think it's 11, 11. 10 to, 10 to 7 and then 11 to 5 yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. It's a Saturday and Sunday. Uh, people will be passing out candy for your kids. We'll, we will be passing out candy. We'll have games for you to play. We'll be giving away things. We'll have merch on sale. We'll have lots of awesome things. And you can come and meet us in person. And, you know, yeah. that's super cool. At least I think so. And we have our... Sp- we have our special edition shirts, guys. So come and check come them out. Come in and check them we out. We just spent three oh and gosh. a half hours getting them together. So, um, which that doesn't <laughs> include you doing the design and then cutting it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay, we're gonna say we spent like ten hours doing yeah. it. <laughs> it's really over. <laughs> we spent a really long time, guys, and we got very emotional. We were very hungry. So, oh my you know, gosh, it was so a sweatshop hungry. in my house. So it was. <laughs> it legit was. Um. So come and check us out at the Boozar at the Bentley Mall on the 29th and 30th. Off of College Road, if you didn't know it where the bentley mall was yeah, it's like the only mall listen until, we have the shoppers until Forms anchorage mall. <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> yeah because i don't think wasilla has the mall we like the little strip mall things maybe <laughs> uh all right neighborhood story and this is a text between neighbors oh boy i used your hide a key to get into your place because I made coffee and I didn't have milk and I didn't want to waste my coffee. So if I didn't put everything back where it was, it's supposed to be, it was only me. 
that's a little scary. I didn't realize my hide key was so not hidden. <laughs> Is it scary that I borrowed a little bit of milk? I'll replace it. No, it's scary that you broke into my apartment and that anyone else can too. Oh I didn't break in. I used a key. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that'd be you and me. Yeah. Though. Yeah. <laughs> no, technically. <laughs> technically, Amy just tells me to come into her house and not knock. Yeah, or don't anything. knock. It's weird. I like, I usually like knuckle on the door a little bit and I listen for a second and I come in. Don't do that. I, I. I'm. I just don't want to walk into anything. That's all. What are you? And also, like, I like people to announce their presence. Oh, I don't. I. I do. Although, I don't know. If you knock on my door, ring my doorbell, my dogs are gonna bark. So I don't mind you coming in. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie. I walk around the house sometimes without pants on. But I also don't normally. <laughs> and you know my children walk most around of the naked time. all the time. Yes. But most of the time, I tell you if I'm gonna come over, and that's yes, a do. surprise. Yes, you do. So, all right. Do you have a story for me? I have. I'm. I'm just so excited to show you this. Show you. Never mind. <laughs> We're so, so tired from our sweatshop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the story of Kathleen McGee. <gasps> Kathleen McGee. I don't know Kathleen met her husband in the Bay Area of California while they were going to college. And they then moved to Chicago. There they had two children, Justin and Colin. And they decided to move back to California. Tom, her husband, would often be gone for work at months at a time because he worked international. So he'd just be gone all the time. Okay. While living back in the Bay Area, they had two more children, Dawson and their youngest daughter, Caitlin. Uh, What time was this? Year. I know this. I'm um, sorry. No, you're fine. Um, it's gonna be in the 90s. Okay, cool, cool, cool. At this time. Okay. So, uh, or late 80s. Uh, while they were, uh, she loved being pregnant. Loved being pregnant. Uh, and raising her children. She loved being a stay-at-home mom. While After the kids were older and in school, she continued to stay busy by being a stay-at-home mom, helping with homework, rushing kids to music lessons, helping them with homework. It's a hell of a job. Yeah, it is. It's a full-time job. I respect like, everybody who does it. Yeah. Okay, so in the 90s, they moved the family to Manteca, California. Over the next decade, the kids grew up and went off to college. Kathleen spent her time being an advocate for victims of abuse. Oh, cool. she poured her entire energy into this program. Uh, they started her and her husband's, you know, went to a church, um, and that's the program was through the church. Okay, so she just spent a lot of time at the church and just pouring all this extra energy that she now has since her kids are older, right? Into this. Um, a few years went by, and Caitlin, her youngest, was visiting town for a few weeks because she was planning her wedding and wanted to get some major shopping done for it. So that sounds like that was would be a lot of fun. Yeah. To, I can't wait to do that. <laughs> um, and, and Dawson, her youngest son, had graduated from University of Pacific in 2009 as a music major and moved back to his parents' house for the time being working as a music teacher at the local elementary until he lost his job Aww. for unknown reasons. Okay. 
So he was unemployed. His mental health had seemed to be deteriorating. He was using a lot of marijuana and claimed he could see demons. Oh. So um, it seemed that, that... That is a common side effect. I mean... Yes, it is. It's the de- it's the devil's lettuce. It's the devil's lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he claimed he could see demons. It seemed that Dawson would only see these demons when he would smoke. Okay. Uh, he also found an obsession with horror movies. He would collect props from the movies like the Jason mask, the Myers Myers coveralls. Nice. He would wear the capes, the masks. He would, like, wear them out in public. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, like, he had, like, the little claws from Jason Vor- uh Not Jason Voorhees. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so, his, he, he became obsessed with his religion as well. But to the point that he claimed he could see Jesus and hear him. Was it when he was smoking pot? That's not disclosed. (laughs) This behavior was chalked up by his siblings as another way for him to uh, grab other people's attention. Right. Yeah. He was an attention seeker. So that really didn't surprise me. uh, Surprise them. He also would leave messes around the house. Kathleen would do his laundry, his dishes, make him his meals. And Kathleen would also allow him to be this way because she was worried about his mental health. And if one of his siblings would say something to Dawson about his behavior, they would be considered automatically against him. And since the mom was involved, it meant they were against her too. So... It was it was a lose lose for them. They were just attacking him. Yeah, they were just attacking eyes. him. Yeah. So the frustration didn't just stop at the family though. the uh, The pastor of their church was getting frustrated with Dawson also. However, through Kathleen's support group, she started to see how his behavior was affecting her. Okay. And like, it's just kind of funny that she was like running this su- this victim a support abuse. group. Yeah. And she was being one herself yeah. and didn't even realize it. Uh, she started to see how his her be, his behavior was affecting her. So through the course of 2011, she started to pull back and make an effort to not enable him. And she would encourage him to do things on his on his own. As you should, because he's yeah. an adult. Yeah. And she made her priorities First, her support group that she ran. Okay. And then her daughter, Caitlin's upcoming wedding. So this did not go over well with Dawson, though. You you can't always be the center of attention, honey. He thinks he can, though. Yep. Rude. So on October 30th, Kath, uh, Kathleen had just finished making Jubilee for the victims group at her church and put it in the fridge. She was supposed to go pick up Caitlin, who was coming home. What's Jubilee? It's a dish. It's like uh, has vegetables in it. Normally has shrimp, I think, in it. Oh. Um, and a funky looking noodle. It's like circled. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. it's like a soup. Oh, gross. Yeah, like a gumbo. Very similar to gumbo. Okay. okay. Yeah. 
cool. She was supposed to pick up Caitlin, who was coming home from a weekend retreat with her, with the church at 6 p.m. She walked into her bedroom to grab her car keys and turned around and st- was stopped in her tracks. Blocking the doorway was a man with a ski mask on, much like Jason. Jason. Uh, oh, I, I literally the next sentence, much like Jason Voorhees. Like a hockey mask. A hockey mask, yeah. <clears throat> At six, when Caitlin returned back to the church with the group, she didn't see her mom, so she called her mom and left a message on her home phone and on her cell phone. She attempted to call her multiple times with no answer, and Caitlin ended up getting a call back eventually from her older brother, Dawson, and he offered to pick her up since he had errands to run anyways. How nice. Yeah. I have a bad feeling about this. Clearly. Okay. They ran his errands, then went out to dinner. When they got home, it was already their mom's usual bedtime, so they didn't bother checking on her. And Dawson had even mentioned that mom wasn't feeling too well anyways. So the two of them went to bed. Maybe it was the Jubilee. Yeah, it gets to you. So on October 31st, they woke up and Caitlin assumed her mom was sleeping in because she wasn't feeling well. And at 6.30 a.m., Dawson sent Caitlin a text saying, Mom didn't sleep well last night and is going to sleep through part of today. She wanted me to take you to Citibank at some point. So Dawson took Caitlin to the bank, and then she met a friend for lunch. After lunch, she got a ride home from her friend and decided it was time to finally check in on mom. Caitlin knocked on her mother's bedroom door. When the when the mom didn't answer, that worried Caitlin because yeah, mom doesn't lock her door. This is not mom. Yeah. So, and Kathleen is also diabetic, so she was worried that something her mom may have, like, passed out from not taking her insulin or something. So, it was, she was just super worried. And uh, Caitlin called her older brother, Justin, who instructed her to call 911. Caitlin called 911, and the police arrived and were able to unlock the door. That is when they found Kathleen laying on her back with multiple stab wounds on her torso and neck. Oh, no. The detectives realized that this murder was definitely an overkill. Like, right. they, she didn't need to be There's stabbed. emotion in it. Yeah. Uh, the blunt force trauma indicated that she had been beaten up before she fell to the ground oh. and then stabbed her. And then she was stabbed over and over again. Uh, the, pl- the house was neat. It didn't look like anyone broke in. It didn't look like, you know, a robbery gone wrong. Right. Anything like that. Caitlin tried many times to get a hold of Dawson without him answering. And it showed Kathleen's last phone call was with her second son, Colin, around 4 p.m. October 30th. And at 6 p.m., she wasn't answering her phone so that they d- they were able to determine the time that she was possibly murdered. Somewhere between there. Right. Yeah. So they agreed mm-hmm. Dawson is going to have the answers since he was the only one at the house with her that weekend. Yeah. They found him driving and pulled him over around 1 a.m. on November 1st. They arrested him and started questioning him. They also collected all of his clothes that were on him that he was wearing and they found drops of blood on his black leather jacket. Ugh. Yeah. On the footage, you can see Dawson fighting, 
fidgeting with his fingers almost like he was like severely autistic like he kept doing this okay but i'm trying to describe it also yeah. um the in the way that he was talking he would like ask the question again they would say like you know what happened to your mom and he'd be like what happened to my mom like very just drunk like he was acting super weird right um acting you know I don't even know how to explain it. Like almost like psychotic mm -hmm. in a way. Like he, he was like acting very bizarre, not like him at all. Right. And I mean, if you didn't know him or what he was being questioned for, this is not him. Well, no. So if you didn't know him and you didn't know his history or anything like that, you would think that he either had Parkinson's disease or he was severely autistic. Yeah. Because of the I mean, way that makes he sense. was yeah. fidgeting and talking. So, um, just trying to paint a picture there yeah. for everybody. Um, oh, and his speech was super slowed down. Like, what happened to my mom? Okay. That, like, very weird. He then lawyered up, so they had to stop questioning him. But they had enough evidence to detain him of the murder from the, of his mother from the blood on the jacket. The blood on the jacket. So the trial came and the prosecutor was able to formulate an explanation of a planned murder. The jury took days and days for a verdict for first degree murder. And finally, on November 29th, 2012, the jury came back as guilty. He was sentenced to 16 years in prison on January 28th, 2012. And that's it. What? Yep. He sent he he gets paroled he after get, 16 get years out? after 16 years what he killed someone that was first degree murder the there was like a lot of, a lot more into it it was like they were talking about how they were trying to claim that he wasn't mental, mental mentally stable to withstand jury but our trial that was thrown out because they realized that he was faking it during his questioning but 16 years for your mom and and that was in when that was 2012 was oh, when 12? he was sentenced okay. 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 22 28 i'll be able to get out i'm sure that his family is going to show up and say no because he'll be eligible for parole go michael myers on everybody Basically, and it, it was very, course. very, you know how they said, wait, the first murder was the mom and she killed her son, right? Jason Voorhees? Uh, she didn't kill her son, no. Who did she kill? The kids. Everybody. <laughs> all, the, all the teenagers, yes. All the teenagers. Yeah, because her son drowned. That's what it was. And no one was, no one was watching. That's right. Okay. Because for some reason I was thinking that he killed her. Mm -mm. Yeah, I was wrong. <sighs> yeah. Jeez. That's why I addressed that. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, buddy. That was that was a good one. That was a Halloween movie. I like episode. it. Uh, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania when this comes out. So I wanted to do a Pennsylvania themed story. And I haven't done an asylum in a while, so I decided to cover the Pinhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania. I'm very excited. Me, dose. Although we're not going to be going there because my husband's a chicken. 
Oh, Alice told me to ask you is when you go to Pennsylvania, if you could go to the pretzel making place. So you can learn how to twist pretzels. What pretzel making place? I don't know. She just watched a YouTube right before you came over. <laughs> and they're like, we were in Pennsylvania and learned how to make pretzels. I mean, they have Hershey's there. It's like where they make Hershey's chocolate and then they have a yeah. theme park there. Yeah. But she, she's like, let her know. Mom. Okay. She needs to learn how to twist pretzels. There's a place in their, where, they, where they grew up called Sticky Buns. Um, oh. His dad says it really funny. He says it like with a whistle. He goes, sticky bonds. It's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> I love his dad. That is not how he I says love it, that. I'm sure. He does. That is Just like life. that? I can't do it. Sticky bonds. Sticky bonds. He sounds it like that. It sounds like a cartoon character. It's hilarious. He has like a little whistle lisp thing in it that he throws in it. It's so funny. It's cute. Um, but they have like these giant cinnamon rolls you get just for like one breakfast and they put peanut butter on it. So good. Peanut butter on cinnamon so rolls sounds good. so good. It's so good. It's, but, but it's like a cream cheese peanut butter. It's like a. Right. It's, it's so good. Oh my gosh. My stomach's going to be hurting the entire time I'm there. <laughs> I hope your stomach figures it out. God, it's so foul. so. <laughs> All right. In 1908, the Pennhurst State School slash Asylum, it was a, it was labeled as a school, though, um, was open for those with mental and physical disabilities, such as individuals who were mute, deaf, and the blind. It also okay. included those who, with offensive habits and imperfect speech. So I'm assuming, like, people who would, like, uh, Tourette's. Yeah, I was just going to say Tourette's. Yeah. Or maybe even, like, menstrual probably yeah. pmsing and um pause lots of things you can look up a list of people why re- people will get sent to these things guys they, they have every reason not masturbation to send- sorry yep i said it i said it you can take it out i don't care sorry candy anyway. i'm not a no i i'm you're good i i don't i'm i don't know what i'm doing with my what was eyes. the horse one your husband got killed on a horse, but that was a really, really old asylum. Remember that one? Your husband got killed on a horse. Or like if if your husband died, husband's dying at war. This may not have been that then. That was nineteen early nineteen. That one was hilarious. Yeah. The the list. It yeah. was it's literally crazy. any reason to yeah. send these people yeah, to an you asylum. Can go to an asylum for so many reasons. Anyway. I'm going to th- start threatening my child with that. So, Oh, you need to show her pictures of this <laughs> yeah. place then first. <laughs> She's going to be scarred for life. I'm not. I'm sorry. Another <laughs> tangent. Have I ever told you about the time that I threatened Alice to stop eating her hair? No. So she she wouldn't eat it, but she would suck on her hair. Yeah. Charlotte does that. Yeah. Now and that her so enough. I looked up a picture of this girl that would eat her hair and she had a huge hairball ball of hair in her stomach yeah and i said if you keep doing that this is what's gonna happen to you and they're gonna have to cut it out of you you know that's like a that's like a mental thing right where they actually eat their own hair yeah that's like a and i can't remember what it's called it was it's on a, nip tuck yeah but it can like clog up your stomach yeah and they have to cut it out of you yeah well Crazy. it stopped her from eating her hair so i'm not sorry Hairball. <laughs> sorry i'm not being insensitive i promise i am all right so it also i already said that part okay so when admitted patients were classified under three different categories 
You got your physically category, which was either imbecile or insane. Okay. Either one. So they were sucks. split up in different categories. Like yes, they. Oh, well, okay. I guess when they came in, they were just like graded in each of these categories to to be thrown like where they needed to go. Okay, so they weren't having depending like, on. They wouldn't put all the imbeciles with the imbeciles. They wouldn't put all like. It depends on how their teeth are, you know, stuff. Right. Know. Okay. Okay. So we got your physically, and it's either imbecile or insane. Neither sound good. You have your mentally. And that's either healthy or epileptic. Okay. And lastly, uh, dental, and that's having either good, poor, or treated teeth. <laughs> I <Gosh>. just. <laughs> what are what's treated teeth? I don't. What it, like maybe braces or like what I year was this? The, the early 1900s. So I guess you'd have like gear, headgear, or something. I don't know. I doubt they or cared like, about like maybe caps. Or cavities? I don't know. But there's no way. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> and why are you dogging people on their damn teeth? <laughs> like leave our people in their teeth here, alone. So <laughs> we need to know. <laughs> All right. The, oh, the facility basically functioned as its own self-sufficient little town, which was pretty common. Uh, it was made up of 20 buildings, a power plant farmland and other facilities wow many of the buildings were connected by underground tunnels they even had a private rail line that brought supplies in from the outside world so they didn't have to go anywhere yeah it sounds much like a military yeah yeah exactly yeah basically utopia type thing yeah as of 1913 the state began to appoint the facility to care for the feeble-minded and disabled uh they housed immigrants, <laughs> caught that, <laughs> criminals, and orphans. The rooms for residents were designed for two to three people, but as these things go, eventually it started to become overcrowded. So they had infants in it also? Yes. Yes. Were they keeping the criminals with the infants? Probably. I hate that so much. Probably. They're probably, yeah, I'm sure they just threw them wherever they had room, but not room. Babies don't take up much room. No, but Put them cribs in the... do. Who do? Cribs do. Oh, Put just use a, use a laundry basket. Just don't know. They're fine. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's essentially a pack and play. <laughs> <laughs> um, by nine, the 1960s, it held 2,791 people, Jeez. being 900 over capacity. Oh, which my god! Just disgusting and sad. Many residents were children since the facility was first labeled as a school. Uh, it only actually had 11 teachers, too, so it wasn't a very good school. Uh, overwhelmed parents would drop off their children who were mentally ill or autistic. They didn't know how to deal with yeah. them, hoping that the school was something to help them. That's and so sad. many of them were just left there and abandoned. Ugh. The patients who suffered from more severe disabilities like, were just the most at risk and vulnerable so they couldn't help themselves yeah they had to take care of themselves but they just weren't able to only nine doctors were caring for patients out of two over two thousand patients nine doctors were there oh so my gosh many of the patients spent their days and nights trapped in metal cribs Others so desperate for human attention that they would injure themselves or smear themselves with their own feces just for a bath. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, about the feces. It's so yeah, it's sad so sad that they had to do that. Uh, with the staff being over overworked, 
it wasn't uncommon for the patients to not only get neglected, but bullied, abused, and raped, and even murdered. Oh. So, I mean, but they that, that, that wasn't even just by the staff. They just didn't see it happen. So, like, other patients they were doing done it that to, each other. to each other. But also the staff did it, too. But, like, being the staff there, that was probably exhausting so in itself. So overwhelming. Like, holy cow. And they knew it was wrong. I'm yeah. sure they did. Um, if they... Oh, and that's if they didn't already commit suicide. Oh, and also, you're mixing criminals with, like, people that... Children. Have children, mentally ill people. Rapists. Yeah. Sorry. That was your first Ugh. wrong. So, patients were often drugged, chained to beds, put in isolation for long periods of time, and other harsh punishments. Sometimes when patients would bite after the first offense, uh, or sometimes the second... They would be taken to the dentist and have all their teeth removed. There were hundreds of patients without any teeth there. Just thousands of teeth just collected. Why are we collecting teeth? But why do we care about their dental hygiene then if we're just going to remove their teeth? Yeah, but you're getting paid just to remove people's teeth. Dummy. Teeth fairy. (sighs) I mean, at least they didn't throw away or throw away. At least they didn't sew their mouths shut. I guess. But still, not having teeth would suck a lot because all you have to eat is applesauce. Is that it? The only thing? Yes. Applesauce. And pudding. Oh, pudding's great. I can deal with mashed potatoes. Mashed potato tapioca. Oh, I love a good tapioca with some cinnamon in it and whipped cream. I'm sorry. Another. I'm surprised you're even talking about food. I stuffed my face so fast. I was like, <laughs> I know when she's talking about food, I'm like, I'm not eating any of that. <laughs> Um, one example of punishment was with a guy named, a young boy named Johnny who had been having behavioral issues. He was placed, his punishment was to be placed in a ward with nonverbal and mentally ill patients that suffered from higher levels of mental, um, illnesses. Why was that a punishment? I know. They're like, you're going to go in here with these guys who aren't going to talk to you. That that sounds like a reward. (laughs) <laughs> that's true today it does <laughs> the punishment's intent was to isolate and humiliate him should not ever be that no uh, many times these conditions were brought to light by visitors and family but nothing was obviously done it oh, wasn't sure. until the mid-1960s when conditions of penhurst were revealed to the public in a five-part tv news report by a local correspondent for nbc 10 named bill balladini the segments were titled Suffer the Little Children, and they saw naked, ill, skeletal-looking patients and children from six months to five years old tied in their beds. <gasps> Some of them didn't even know how to walk until they were older, like five. And it wasn't until the 60s? Yeah. Well, then the public was obviously upset by this, but nothing had even been done at that point until like another decade. Oh my gosh. Uh, Legal actions were taken against the facility resulting in its closure and the indictment of nine employees on charges from assaulting, assaulting patients. Some of them were in wheelchairs to arranging patients to injure each other. After its closure, the Department of Military Affairs took it over and the upper campus uh, was reopened as the Southeastern Veterans Center. And then it at some point it became in 2008, it became a uh, on the National Register for Historic Places. 
and it was renovated and repurposed as the Penhurst Asylum Haunted House. Oh, so now it's a haunted house. Yes, and like a place you can go do tours. How fun. It's historic. So, uh, with all that awful dark history. Um, yeah, thanks, Bree. From 1908 to its closure in 1987, about 10,600 people lived at Penhurst. So wow. It's it's still unclear how many actually died there, but they guesstimate about half of that did. Uh, so let's get into the paranormal. Uh, Penhurst is believed to be one of the most haunted in- asylums out there. In fact, they have their own research team called the Shore Paranormal Research Society. What? They have conducted numerous investigations on the property, gathering a great deal of evidence by taking pictures, videos, and audio recordings. That's so, crazy. like, they have their own group that they call. That's kind of fun. fun. That's kind of fun. Fun. <laughs> uh, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of the buildings here. In okay. the Quaker building, one of the more active ones. Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats. That's probably why it was named that, because no one had teeth, so that's what I could eat. <laughs> Oatmeal. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Shadowy figures are often seen there, and they figure of a young girl with dark hair and a hunched figure with dangling arms has manifested and dissipated also in the building items have been moved as well as thrown across the basement like a pry bar or on ghost adventures when they were outside like checking out the area um they heard this big crash coming from the building and it was during the daytime they ran inside, and there's, like, an inch thick of dust on the floor that you could see. It's gross. Right. And there's this desk, like, looked like it had been knocked over in the hallway and thrown out of a room. What? But there were fresh skid marks from the legs of the desk <gasps> in the in the dust. And Zach was like, this desk just came crashing out here. Like, we're just throwing what desks. What that much force? Like, that is, and it was an old metal desk. That's so a lot of energy. Heavy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of negative energy in there. Uh, investigators have also experienced physical assaults, such as shoving, scratching, uh, which leave marks, and even being choked. No uh, thanks. One of the most well-documented EVPs has been captured here saying, go away, we're go upset, away. and I'll kill you. The I kill, I'll kill you one is very uh, direct. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll, I'll get away from the desk. Good Sorry. luck. You can't. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) And now me and Amy are both going to be haunted. Just kidding. (laughs) Doors and rocking chairs have moved without anyone touching them. Obviously opening and closing. In the Lime Rick building, an apparition of a woman in an old style nurse's uniform has been seen. Oh my gosh. Sounds of EVPs have been caught from the Devon building. In In the Mayflower building, shadow people have been seen. Visitors have been touched. EVPs have been caught. In the Tinkrum building, EVPs have been caught as well as investigators feeling their legs touched. There you go, Amy. (gasps) (laughs) Ooh, Amy's legs were touched in my house. (laughs) I swear something was touching my leg. Uh, Loud sounds and voices have been heard from the Philadelphia building. And in the admin building, voices have been heard and EVPs have been caught. Also, sounds of what seems like a toilet flushing has been heard. 
but there's no running water. Someone from Coco <laughs> needs to tell you, <laughs> tell them that you don't go to the bathroom. You don't need to go poo when you're a ghost. Nope. There's nope, no nope, peeing nope. or pooping, guys. Okay. Unless from there's the, the toddlers yeah, yeah, flushing yeah. stuff. Yeah. They're <laughs> 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 Let's get them. Let's see if we can get them to run to the bathroom when they hear the toilet <laughs> <laughs> Little do they know, there's not even a toilet wa- toilet there's here anymore. There's no toilet pa- pa- paper. <laughs> no, there's no toilet paper. There's no water in here. <laughs> uh, other paranormal evidence includes successful EVP and spirit box sessions, spikes in EMF readings, sounds of dragging chains and Ooh. vomiting. Vomiting? Also gross. Yeah, probably happened oh, there a lot though. Can you imagine being a ghost? <laughs> And still having to vomit. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. That would be such a bummer. Oh, that's so sad. I didn't think about it that way. Um, the curtains have been seen moving in the windows, and uh, on Ghost Adventures, they talked about that as well. And when they went to go check out the building that it had been seen from, the windows are like uh, sealed shut with a netted wire. To where, like, patients couldn't touch the window and jump out and commit suicide. Right. So you could not touch the the curtains. So the curtains were just moving on their own. Oh. So something was going through that. Uh, last. What do you think it was, Bree? Uh, I think it was the toddlers. Because my toddlers mess with my curtains all the time. That's true. That's why my stuff is broken. <laughs> Lastly, and I left this one for last because I thought it'd be the funnest, upper portions of bodies have been seen floating around. Like the opposite side, opposite end of the dad from Onward. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. They tried to cast we a found spell. <laughs> Onward. But they just got halfway through. He just, he got splint, splinted, whatever it's called. He got s- separated. Splinched. He got Splinched. splinched. He got splinched? It's from Harry Potter. So, as of today, the Pennerhurst Asylum has been featured on many paranormal shows and paranormal groups from all over have investigated it. And as for you, the Pennerhurst Asylum is open daily for tours and day, that's day or night, and has even been turned into a haunted house attraction. I'm not sure if it's all year long, but I know during Halloween they have it. And it looks super freaky and cool. Really? And that I, sounds I like so much it. fun. Uh, that is the Pennerhurst Asylum in Pennsylvania. Thank you for sharing with that. You're sharing welcome. Sharing that with me. Thank you for that being That sounds a like friend. fun. I'm sorry you can't go. It's okay. It's okay. If you were with me, I know you would go with me. I'm going to share with you a neighborhood story. So this one says, uh, we have a neighbor who has a severe crush on my fiance oh. and cannot accept the fact that I live here. She has told people it is illegal for me to live here because my name is not on the deed. I don't what? think that's how it works. Uh, she looked in, looked this info up, but didn't see the part that it says that the house is mine in a trust. She's bat. She bad mouths us and slanders us to anyone who will listen. <gasps> Thank God we have neighbors who are smarter than she is. Her brain must be the size of a peanut. Oh yeah, no kidding. Also, she's cuckoo. <laughs> I don't think she's all there. That's so awkward for her fiance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're going to go. The battery's going to die. So so to listen, you know where to find us. And on Spotify and iTunes, you can rate and review us. Please do that. We appreciate it. Also, 
follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. We're on everything, and we have a Facebook group. Love if you join us. Uh, we have a website, whatswiththeneighbors.com. And on there, you can find a link to everything that she just mentioned, along with a link to our uh, link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash WWTN podcast. For $5 a month, you can be a Patreon donor and uh, get our videos unedited and early. And for $3 a month, you can get our videos, you can get our audio episode early along with the ex- exclusive, exclusive content. And <laughs> what? Just go hurry. And, um, uh, feel free to, to slide into our, our DMs, DMs with any questions, comments, or suggestions. Once a month, we strive to do listener stories at that's wwtnpodcast at gmail.com. And have you checked out on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring, Bring Amy, Amy out. out. What's with the neighbors? Sorry, we're really worried about our dead battery. Say hi to your cats for us. Meow.